I am Josh Young. And I'm Josh Dillon. And you're listening to the Pink and Black Playback, a 4 out of 10 podcast chronicling the 10 out of 10 career of one Brett the Hitman Hard, where we cover all the highs, the lows, and the pinky middles. Yikes. Hey! And today, we will be talking about uh, Brett versus Owen at WrestleMania I was going to say X. Is it X? It is X. WrestleMania 10, WrestleMania X, whatever your preferred pronunciation is. uh, March 20th, 1994. And then Brett versus Owen for the heavyweight title in a cage match at SummerSlam 1994, uh, August 29th. I threw myself off. I wrote... (laughs) SummerSlam 1994, August 29th, 1994, which seems a little redundant, but you guys, it was 1994. It was a very busy year for <laughs> these bit, two men. For the for the Hart family, it was it was nothing but Cain uh, uh, and Abel, and who was the better? Bruce. What, Bruce was better. Bruce was the best. Bruce. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Bruce Hart. Even the in-laws were better. <laughs> of course. Uh, it's yeah. It was it's, it was the the family feud that tore the family asunder. Oh yes, and, amazing. Uh, led to the the family feud that lost that launched a thousand. Boy, Brett Owen's parents are old jokes. God <laughs> bless lo- Jerry that Lawler. Launched a thousand singlets. <laughs> Go on it. Oh my God. So okay, I guess uh, set us up then. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Bret Hart and Owen Hart, shocker of all shockers, are brothers. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like that old joke from Tiny Toots. It's like I'm Babs Bunny, I'm Bugs Bunny. No relation. No relation. <laughs> Quite related <laughs> right in this case literally yeah. <laughs> um so so set us up what has been happening um uh, between these two before this point because we had a couple funny fucking matches if i'm not mistaken <laughs> uh which we haven't watched yet either no we haven't but we will uh owen you know what i'm thinking of the 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 hearts versus the knights, the knights yeah Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Replacing Jerry the King Lawler for, for some reason. For redacted reasons. <laughs> redacted. I know. Re- I know. You're very redacted about. reasons. You got, you got Bruce in a singlet. Everybody's in a singlet. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a funny All one. The yeah. hearts are in the singlet. So they have that great match where it's a fucking four, no, 5v5 t- uh, Survivor Series match. No, no, no. It's four. Three nights. I don't fucking remember four, how Survivor no, Series works. It's eight men. So it's four on eight four. Men, four on four. Yeah. So you got the Hart Brothers, which the two that you know. And then uh, you've got Bruce and Keith. Keith. Yeah, Keith um, with this rocking who both Burton's very mustache. clearly look like guys. Like <laughs> you, you get an idea of why Brett and Owen are the two that went the farthest uh, as as wrestlers. But they were such workers. Oh, like, I'm and sure such they talent were talent abroad and during they, the Stampede days. Like don't don't underestimate you. the the power of the Keith. And okay, the Bruce. we line those four men up. <laughs> In, in single the champ and you tell me which one of those look like champion cha- talent and I'm pretty sure we can go down the line pretty quickly yeah it's, but I'm that, not disagreeing with the looks but they were over like Rover in places like Puerto Rico and Antigua as based on what I'm reading in Brett's Bible <laughs> very big I'm sure very famous in Puerto Rico um I'm sure I'm very famous in Puerto Rico in Saskatoon they're huge yeah. <laughs> talk about them me too I'm big in Whippy Ontario man no I've kidding. traveled real far oh yeah I've got about a three block radius there everybody knows me it's great same, same in Northside Calder. That's here. probably not true anymore. Anyway. <laughs> Remember but, that uh, boy that got bit by that dog? I'm 34. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, match that we're talking about, that we're not actually going to be talking about today, <laughs> is the first time that you really see the Brett versus Owen kind of dynamic breakout. Yeah. Owen is the only heart that gets eliminated in that match. The, oh, yeah. Which and sets it up, sets up sets this up kind of you. like, you should have protected me kind of thing. Yeah. And it very quickly leads into this. I want to get out of your fucking shadow and prove yeah. I'm the better. But not even like a bad guy yet. I mean, he is. But the back and forth between his brother is starts off kind of slow of just like, Brett, I need you to understand. Like, I need to do this for me. Yeah. And of course, us as uh, children at the time, we're very sad about Owen not treating Brett right. Yep. It was like, I didn't have a brother. I always wanted an older brother. And I can remember as a kid, like a real little kid, watching this match, being like, fuck you, Owen. I always wanted a younger brother. I always wanted to be the Brett to his Owen, oh. which would result in a cage match between the two of us for the right to who honors the family the best. I, I honestly think that's why this feud um, it was hot. holds such a, yeah, it was a, hot. a place in so many hearts is because that... <laughs> no pun. Yeah, no pun intended. Although I wish I intended that pun. That's like when you make a weird uh, pool shot that you didn't mean to make. I did it. It was by design. Yeah, exactly. I planned that out. I should have called it. But uh, I think it's because a lot of people have that feeling when you're a kid and you watch a brother versus brother situation. Yeah. Um, you you ha- It's easy to relate to when you're 10 years old, six years old, whatever. Yeah. You don't um, want to be in the shadow of anybody better than you. <laughs> 
You'll want to be wrestling with shadows. Now that one I I intended because you can tell by the inflection in my I voice. I don't want to be in an A&E documentary. God, that would be great. The only way I'm in an A&E documentary at this point is if I die in some like horrible, mysterious murder circumstance. Yeah. Or I just disappear off of a cruise ship or something. That's the only way I'm going to be on an <laughs> 80 Bermuda, documentary. At the Bermuda Triangle. So you I notice nobody I couldn't afford a cruise that far south. <laughs> this would be like a cruise down the Saskatchewan River. You know? <laughs> Edmonton Queen. Yeah, exactly. I just get on like a tugboat and fucking fall notice, off into the bridge. Do you bridge. notice nobody ever disappears in the Bermuda Triangle anymore? Well, that's what they want you to think. Tune into our new podcast. Update. Josh and Josh imply supernatural connections to aliens. We're still workshopping the name. I was humming the tune to Unsolved Mysteries. I digress. Set stage for us, Josh, here. We're at WrestleMania, probably the worst looking WrestleMania in the history of WrestleMania. Compared to how you and I watch it now with the pageantry and the set design. Remember the one WrestleMania looked like a looked like a fucking uh, roller coaster in the back. Oh yeah, that's wild. This yeah, is yeah. just this is just the the ring, the the guardrails, and the big old X. Honest to God, I think the, you're being at the entrance. Way to, too nice about it. Way yeah, too nice about it. I know, and because like I honestly can't think of another WrestleMania that looked this like low money. Like uh, it, uh, there's nothing. No, there's not no, even nine. Nine th- they had in fucking yeah. A, they were in a parking lot, lot and yeah, it looked way better than this. And you look like a Roman Coliseum, made it look like a Roman Coliseum. I'll say that's one thing you can definitely say positive about WrestleMania 9 is that all things considered, it looked, looked kind good. of cool. Yeah. It looked very unique. Different. That would be like their first go for to make it make yeah. a pageantry out of but it. But we don't have that here. You can definitely tell this is 94. We're likely reaching a point where Money's financially tight. money is super, super tight. Yep. Uh, tickets are probably real cheap. That's probably why there's so many fucking kids They're in the audience. Cheap. It's great, though, because the kids respond to Guaranteed both of these kids matches are, super hard. Kids are let in free. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's free admission for the for the children. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, he's they've been feuding hard. and But the thing is, Owen wants to prove he can beat Brett and be the better heart, the better brother. Whereas... Brett is like, I'm the best there is, the best there was, best there ever will be, and I'll take on all comers in that ring mm-hmm. with the exception of my brother. I'm not going to fight my I brother. I could never fight my brother, brother yeah. which is the most like fucking white meat baby face I know, thing you I'll ever never said. give it, but to Owen's like uh, uh, side, he's like, you'll never give it to me. And he keeps yeah. napping at him like as much, and nicking at him as much as he fucking can to get his attention to fuck him over. To, to make him lose matches to the point where Brett has no choice but to take his brother down. Yeah, we're, we're really getting... honor his family. Uh, speaking of white meat baby faces, this is a real chicken shit heel Owen Hart at this point. He's still the rocket. Uh, his career in the WWE is kind of interesting, at least for a while, because you get this thing of him being... He's, he's the little brother, yeah. but in like a positive way. And then he evolves into the king of hearts. After winning after that WrestleMania, winning King of the one, Ring '94 again, Brett won in '93. One of the only people who ever walked away with the King gimmick from uh, from uh, King of the Ring, and it seemed to work out for him. You know what I mean? Very few people have ever walked away calling themselves the King. It's like literally Booker T. And <laughs> that's hilarious. I totally forgot about that. that and that's one of those things that, like, at the time, can like completely uh, confounded me as a child. But now looking at it, it's the funniest fucking thing I, I can know, imagine. So ridiculous. God. Uh, but uh, so Macho goes, Man was yeah. the Macho, oh, Macho King, King but he didn't was win the tournament. He would just refer to himself was as King. Macho Did he steal King. somebody's crown or something? I no. can't remember. No, you just There's got to be a toss over there, right? Because you don't just wake up one day and you're the king. He had Queen Sherry, and that was all there is, too. He got rid of... I don't believe you. I want to look this up. Somebody else look this up and prove Josh wrong. <laughs> well, whatever. So you're held to die on. Right? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and it culminates in uh, a match at WrestleMania X. By that metric, is WrestleMania 30 WrestleMania XXX? Mm, if you're nasty. Mm. The uh, outfits here are... Pretty good. This is a real classic Brett. Uh, I like it. Uh, it isn't. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm almost forget what he looks like in this one, just because the next one is so like particularly it, weird. The, the SummerSlam one is out there. That yeah. is fucking nineties compared to what he wore for WrestleMania. Money, mind you, I guess money was tight so, yeah. for that WrestleMania. I do, so I do appreciate Owen the change in between. And again, we'll talk about that later. He's got like. Uh, the little silver stuff on the side. I think they're like lions, aren't they? No, no, no. Or what they're, are they? It's maple leafs. They're and maple the rocket in the print. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
But uh, by the time we get to the next one, he's got like little crowns on him too, of course, because the King of the Ring happens yeah. in between here. Yeah, yeah, then at that point, he becomes King of Hearts. So this match is famous for its mat, uh, its mat work. Um, it's pretty consistent. Uh, any particular? All, all the all the kip ups and oh, the yeah, yeah. and the locks, the tie ups, which are meant to be rest holds, but there's so much flash in that fucking ring. Yeah, with Owen Owen, Owen doing a lot of the uh, a lot of the moving too, and oh, then yeah. Brett reciprocating back into a hold and it's just like some some amateur wrestling yeah the good shit but like how they were taught and it keeps things real moving chain wrestling real chain, real wrestling, chain wrestling and it keeps everything great. moving and very very vibrant and uh and fast there's um i i couldn't help but notice often when you see chain wrestling this leads to kind of like a grinding out you're almost both lying on the mat and someone's lying on top of you and you're yeah. like but there's a lot of their hips are off the mat here which makes it look very athletic there's a a lot of movement here, but it all looks intentional. And mm. like, you know, the, the, the sequences and transitions. And of course, there's that one moment where um, Owen just goes from thing to thing to thing. And then just all of a sudden he's he's in control. In control. Well, yeah, when Brett's got that wrist lock and he just pip, 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 jumps around. Bam, got Brett. He could do it better. He's better. He's faster. <laughs> you could believe Younger. it. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's the thing. And of course, the way Brett structures matches, it's always like just by, by a hair. That's mm -hmm. kind of the Brett thing. So this match um, lives up to that. And so much of the actual wrestling is like, yeah, Owen is there. You know, maybe the way he's going about it isn't the best way. Yeah. But uh, he clearly is upset for a good reason. You know, because even the, the announcers, it's hilarious watching Vince McMahon. We've got Vince and Jerry, Lawler. Um, your hero, Jerry Lawler. Oh, yeah, my, my favorite. No. It's your boy. My boy. My boy. Don't yeah. put him on me. <laughs> I, I didn't give it's that man boy. a job. Um, But they try very, I don't even say very hard. He just outright says McMahon that, like, you got to admit, Jerry, that, like, yeah. Bret Hart is clearly the better, like, technical wrestler. And I get that usually you want to say that about Bret in a situation. If it's Bret versus Stone Cold, I get why you want to say that. Yeah. But the whole point of this match is to show to some degree that actually Owen's real fucking good and maybe making a clear distinction between who's better technically yeah, who's is uh, is techniques. unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, it's not as clear cut as you might think. Yeah. Um, any special things about this match that really stick out to you that you feel like, you know, I love the beginning love? of the match is uh, yeah. Owen's entrance and he takes Brett's visor. He has a, his, his own pair of Brett's oh, visor. And what a little brother move. Rips it apart. <laughs> yeah, and throws it into the camera, into oh, the crowd, and like what a super villain. Where <laughs> Brett gives that that simple child yeah. his visor. There's uh, and the kid was just like, no, I don't want to be on that was a camera. Good, good Lawler moment there. He's like that kid's. Uh, they call him a Shawn Michaels fan or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call him a Shawn, that kid must be a Shawn Michaels fan. Yeah. It was, uh, it was a good moment. And you were like, that was clearly like his dad had him by the hand. And yeah. You were like, that was clearly well, for his father. There are three kinds of like reasons why a kid gets the glasses to me. You have a very excited child who really wants the Brett glasses. But the more common responses are mom and dad are really into Bret Hart. And they're the ones yeah, that pull them up. It. Yeah, they can't get the glasses, exactly. but my little boy can. Yeah, exactly. My son is such a huge fan, right? <laughs> right? Tell him you're a huge fan. But um, yeah, so the opening of this match is great. You've got all these great little moments, little face rub with the boot and the little finger and like, oh, watch what you're doing kind of shit. Yeah. A lot of grinded out, but not in a typical way, in a way where it looks like a older brother and a younger brother are fucking maybe play fighting and just about to take it too far. It gets heated and like keeps cutting back to uh, Stu and Helen Hart. Nope. You're confusing him. Oh shit! They're, They're, not the other They're not even in that one. Nope. Really? That's the thing. Watching these two matches back to uh, to back, it causes them to kind of fuse fuse together. Now you might think they're I in the audience. Sworn. Because Jerry won't shut the fuck up about how uh, old yeah, Helen Hart yeah. is. Oh yeah, because Helen's in Helen People was just in the hospital, hospital, and now this match is gonna put her back in the hospital. I'm like, good God. God, like I just love <laughs> how hard he worked to insult that old lady every opportunity he could. It's uh and it's you great. know what? Because he's Jerry the King Lawler, a real king, King of Memphis, second yeah, king true. of Memphis. He meant it. He meant every word he fucking oh, said. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's one thing I know about Jerry Lawler is he would never yeah, he does what he says, yeah. he means what he says, and sure. that's the kind of guy he is. That's right. Just Weird. a real upstanding guy. Let's stop talking about Jerry yeah, Lawler. Yeah, fuck Jerry Lawler. I refuse. I'm going to get a fucking lawsuit involved here at some point. Quick question. Would you say you hate Jerry Lawler more than you hate Hulk Hogan? 
Oh, fuck. You know, that's a tough one. <laughs> oh, man. I think I stumped him, guys. I, well, I think, like, <laughs> I have more reasons to dislike Hulk Hogan. Um, I have less reasons to dislike <laughs> Jerry Lawler. However, that reason, I think, is a much um, stronger, sharper reason than the reasons I don't like Hulk Hogan, which is a dull thudding pain in the back of my head. <laughs> so it, it's like two great tastes better together. It's like nausea and a headache. That's a hangover. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> Both of them together. That's, that's, hangover territory. That's a hangover if I've heard it. So a lot of great chain wrestling here. I got to say, that's the thing. They don't really fucking go crazy. There's some outside of the ring stuff here. Owen, of course, picks up. Uh, Brett smashes him against the pole. Yeah, there's a part where he tosses him out and then Owen's like, I'm fucking out of here. I have nothing left to prove. And Brett's like, drags his ass back Like within 10 minutes of the start of the match. I love that heel bullshit. I'm (laughs) fucking, I'm out of here. I'm done with this. You should have just let him go. Like, is the whole point that your brother's trying to prove that (laughs) Owen's like, this is what I will do. I will do it as I please in this manner. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) Bam. It's, and uh, again, I think part of the idea here is it's not for a smart play it's because he's mad at his brother and he's like no i'm gonna fucking spank you (laughs) (laughs) and uh it comes off really well there's this thing about pro wrestling where every so often you realize that what you're watching is fucking degrassi high like that's (laughs) not even degrassi high they were way more serious topics on that show but it seems like high or degrassi junior Junior high High. (laughs) before they get into like the aids and and brain damage and teen pregnancy stuff when it's just kids dealing with kids stuff because that's what it always feels like and a good wrestling thing a good wrestling program makes everyone feel something similar. It's easy to understand why two yeah. brothers might not get along. Even if you don't speak the language, even if you haven't been caught up on any of this back and forth, you can just hear that, whoever you are, and you're going to watch that and understand what's happening. Amazing. Degrassi, Brent and Owen, nothing can top Canadian melodrama. Right? It's true. <laughs> it's true. High-tension Canadian melodrama. Amazing. <laughs> Wild. I love that show. It's so uh, Canadian-British because all the kids are ugly. It's like Coronation Street. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's no pretty people involved. Except for Spike. Spike. Spike can uh, get fucking it. Joey Jeremiah. Lest we forget. Mm, Joey, Joey was a cutie. It's true. I can't. Nothing beats that hat, man. I'm not going to deny. I'm not going <laughs> to deny that. I think it's. I, it, I don't think it's a fair conversation because clearly you've styled yourself after Joey <laughs> Jeremiah for the you last three years. I've been years. getting that Joey Jeremiah bullshit since high school. That since, you think you, you bought the, your you first think the fedora. fucking first one to tell no, me I, I don't. Like Joey I Jeremiah. honestly think everyone <laughs> that you've ever met is like, you know, who you remind me of. <laughs> Yo, you ever watched Degrassi? If if Joey no. Jeremiah became a Mexican revolutionary. <laughs> would be that guy. That would be you. Bart, you were born to play, baby. Go on. Uh, so, uh, I so, guess so that unfair. means we're about done with this match, I think. Ah, uh, there was the a good finish. bump. Uh, oh, Owen, go Owen uh, takes the Brent, uh, the Brett bump into the into the turnbuckle. He yes. makes him do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. hard Irish whip. He makes him do this bump, which is fucking cool. And, uh, obviously, you go into, you go into the, the turn, they get into their own scuffle in the turnbuckle. Brett's on top of his shoulders. Victory roll one, mm-hmm. two, three, and then he jumps out and he's looking at Earl and he's like, he just puts his fingers up. He's like, three, you counted three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, <laughs> Brett can't believe it. But then again, Brett would have the match, the rematch for the title, yeah. against Yoko and win. That is such a great play. Yeah, like this is the thing. This he's is get the banger match and then he gets the fucking title. WrestleMania this is, 10. This is, is why Brett's. Booking isn't just the match itself. And that's the thing uh, I, I, I forget. I'm not going to put this on other people. I forget that sometimes. You get kind of locked into the actual event of the match. But it's the whole show. So, yeah. So, uh, famously, Owen stops. Uh, I think it's like a schoolboy attempt. Or what is he? He's trying to flip him over from the turnbuckle. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. and it gets into the victory roll. Yeah, that's victory roll. Yeah. That's right. And then uh, Owen just drops right down on yeah, him and pins hard. him. Yeah, again, accident. Because it feels like it's accident. As we're being told the whole time, though, it's like if there's anybody that knows Bret Hart's moves and it's what Bret Owen. Hart's going to do, it's going to be Owen Hart. Yeah. And that was the finish. The finish was you're not going to fucking get me with that shit. I will outwit you. You know, like or at least like you have to be yeah. better than that. You can't just be smarter than me. It, and that's the thing. Yeah. Because even when we get to this next match, the finish is not that Bret is smarter than Owen. This is also the interesting thing yeah. about Owen's this match. We'll get that. that. We'll yeah. get there. But um, so the finish is a classic. 
Um, it's a very abrupt Abrupt. finish. Yeah, and right. This is how he wins matches all the time. These moments of like the quick little back and forth. Oh shit! He he pulled it out. He found the thing. But this time it's Owen. So Owen gets to go. Ha ha! I did it. Yeah, I I got you. I fucking got you. He didn't cheat. It was a clean victory. He didn't cheat. He outwitted him. He out Brett. Brett. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing. So Owen gets to walk away with that victory, and then Brett has to sit there knowing in an hour he's got to fucking fight for the title against yeah. Yokozuna. Um, that match happens. You don't hear a lot of... That's not a bad match. No, I it's think, not, but it's not what it's, people remember out of time. Yeah, and it's not the best of Yoka. Y- Yoka. <laughs> Yoka Zaina. <laughs> Put the yeah. emphasis on the wrong syllable. Um, Sounds like a sushi dish. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. You know what? I take it back. We can go out for dinner. Hey! Um, and oh, uh, so that match happens. It's a solid match. Brett wins. And of course, this is the time where all the faces, uh, all the baby faces run out to put Brett on their shoulders. And like, it's a, that's it's a great iconic moment. win. And then Owen oh. walks out. And it's so just this. Frosting at the mouth. Yep. I we love forget, that. We never wiped his face. You didn't wipe his face for two hours. Hold on. Let me tell it. He comes out of the, out of the win, out of the pin, frothing at the mouth. And yeah, he goes like, like backstage and does an interview about how he won. Still's got the on his face on, on, his, on the corner of I his mouth. He's just like Owen's ability to look crazy is just wild and to annoying. Me. He's so good at this kind of I, again. There's not a lot of people who can come across come across like a legitimate wrestling challenge to people, but still kind of be a comedy gimmick. You know? Yeah. Uh, he's his ability to straddle that line, man. It's just fucking wild at this point. 1994 was a real yeah. real year for Owen. You and know. Brett. Oh, oh, yeah, both of them. The but hearts. I think everyone knows that that's a good time for, for yeah, Brett. But this is, this is prime time Brett time. Yeah, right? <laughs> he's got the title, right? And, and Owen time. But yeah, he's frothing at the mouth. Uh, Brett beats Yokozuna. The The faces come out, put him on his shoulders. There's that part where Macho Man gets on the turnbuckle points at uh, of course he does. Brett. It's so fucking good. I always good. knew how to put people over. Oh, Macho it's Man. great. Randy Savage. And then guess who comes out? Little brother. And with a look daggers. of fuck, yeah, staring at him like in horror. Like I beat you, and you're the champion. How the fuck did that? How the happen? fuck did that happen? And uh-huh. in, in, it's iconic. They shoot up, shoot. They have the close up on him as uh, as WrestleMania 10 X is ending, and it's it it's at Owen's face, and he's like, "What about me?" Great bit of storytelling. He still got the yeah, fucking yeah. froth yeah. in his mouth. Guy has not had a drink of water in an hour and a half. I just imagine him sitting in gorilla, just yeah, staring daggers at the monitor me. the whole time. Um, so fuck, that's a, it's a classic match. It's only about 20 minutes long. They do. It's so quick. I was like, that's not 20 minutes. It's a good pace, but not over. It's not over crazy uh, pace. There's a lot of, again, a lot of chain wrestling, a lot of time for them to figure things out. It's a clinic. It's a clinic. But uh, it goes out well and it does its job of setting up the situation as like, how the hell is Bret Hart going to win against Yokozuna? And he does. With that. And, um, we didn't watch that match though tonight. One day we will. We will. That'll be on the list for sure. <laughs> or did we already watch that one? I think no. we did. Didn't we no, watch no, 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 no. We no, watched we nine. Did. We did watch nine, and then we pissed on Hulk Hogan for the rest of oh, the Oh, fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> what a shithead. I, I hate you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Not personal, brother. <laughs> but uh, we uh, then, of course, uh, oh, before we get through, we've got to do ratings. What am yeah. I doing here? So, Josh, what out of 10 what's would you give this match? <clears throat> Eight out of 10 frothy corner lip mouths. You fucking stole mine. I just want everyone to know that. No, 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 no. (laughs) So stole it. Qualify that for me. Give me, explain why it's an eight out of 10. I love the idea. I've always dug Cain and Abel matches. Mm -hmm. I've always dug the, in wrestling, the family torn asunder Mm. shit. Reminds me of uh, me and, my cousin yeah. Omar fighting. Yeah. Again, <laughs> it was always, because it was it's actually so heated. Because when you were a kid, you made those fucking connections. Yeah. You're like, you're just like Owen Hart. Yeah. Treating, we would do that. You know I mean? We would, we have would recreate stuff. that feud oh, yeah. when we were kids. Well, fuck yeah. And it was awesome. I loved Much it. Much to my detriment later on in life. I love it. But it was so good. And like, yeah, I just love, I just dig that feud. It just seems real. It just comes across as, as uh, there's a lot of stakes. Why? Why then I'll ask, not a nine or a ten then? What 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 keeps it out of that category for you? Because the next match is way better. You think so? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Um I the rematch gonna... the rematch is fucking insane from from a more dramatic standpoint. And there are even more stakes in that SummerSlam match. 
Okay. Okay. Well, then I'll give my my rating, and we'll we'll get to that well, one. Then. My rating that you uh, think I stole from your pretty bald head. I well, no. I <laughs> honest to God, this is a nine out of ten match for me. Woo! Give it a uh, nine out of ten. Um, heart brothers and singlets. <laughs> um, that was is, a, okay. Wait, hold on. That was in Survivor Series when yeah when that was a survive the like ninety three right ninety three Survivor. Okay, yeah. continue. Sorry. They. Okay, this match is important to me. I think of this match as the Bret and Owen match. There are a million matches with a million people that are great. I think of Bret's career, and I think of his dancing partners. I think of Owen. Yeah. I think of the stories they told together. I think of um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course, and the stories they told together. I think of the Shawn Michaels, of course, and, and the stories real they rivalries, told together. <laughs> or even like the Rockers and the and the Heart Foundation. Foundation. Yeah, I think of those things, or even like later on, the Benoit stuff was really good. And at a, at a peak of at a, at a time in Brett's career where he didn't have a lot of good matches, uh, quote unquote. No but, one can see me do oh, air quotes. I got to remember that sometimes. <laughs> Quit doing that. No one can see. Right. But the Benoit stuff, I like. Because it's really good chain yeah. wrestling, but they never really, it was never a feud. No, never no, 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 you're right. But it was, I, it was a but my point, exhibition between them. But my point here is uh, they, there are these moments, and Brett has kind of built his career off of how is he going to overcome this? Yeah. You know? And that's a smart way to kind of look at yourself as a hero, like a conquering kind of thing. Like, what am I, how do I get over it? This challenge is completely different than the last one. Mm. So the challenge with Owen is a real personal one. And, I honestly, this is a match that I constantly show new people. Yeah, it might not be my number one favorite Bret Hart match. That is a match with Stone Cold. Yeah, hands down. Um, but hands fucking down. This is right fucking up there to me because I feel like it's the kind of match that, again, if you don't know what wrestling is, I can tell you that's his little brother. He's a piece of shit. He's got to fight for the championship later tonight. Yeah, that's all I got to tell you. And you're gonna watch this, and as long as you're open to the concept of pro wrestling, you will probably have a response to this i have yet to find somebody who wasn't like that was fucking cool again i'm not like literally talking to like strangers at the bus stop or anything but if not someone yet. has not yet <laughs> at least not that Couple i'm gonna admit acid to. you're on your skateboard then who that knows? Happens. absolutely <laughs> absolutely fucking physical activity and, and acid it goes great together you're gonna love it trust me yeah you end up in a fucking ditch <laughs> you never i didn't i went all around town i made friends with dogs i met an old lady we had a nice talk on a bench for a while she didn't look scared None of these people. Nobody were, called the cops. Nobody existed. It was just in his fucking brain. <laughs> Even better then. Um, but I digress. This match is special to me. It is, you know, we've watched so many matches and so far. Um, this is the 11th episode of this podcast, by the way, right? So this is like 22. The penultimate. We've, well, minus the two documentaries and minus the one. Uh, so two episodes for documentaries. So that's 18 minus one because we watched that Dax and Punk match, right? right. Yeah. So yeah, so it's like 17 Bret Hart matches we've watched for this alone. And um, I have yet to see anything that we've watched feel as good as this to me. It's up there. Not it's even the next match? Might be. Well, this is the interesting part. I was a little surprised with the comparison here. So um, maybe we'll just go on to that then. SummerSlam. 94, it's months later, um, August 29th specifically. <laughs> the feud continues. <laughs> yeah, so maybe uh, explain some of the in-between here for us. What do you... Uh, it keeps going. and uh, yeah. King of the Ring. Yeah, Owen wins, one. wins King of the Ring. Okay, side note, we maybe one day we'll just watch that whole episode because that is one of the ex examples of wrestling so bad it's good. Usually when wrestling is bad, it's just bad. Bad, yeah. It's crud. Wins King of the Ring. I am King of the Ring. That was my Owen, Owen Hart. Hart. King of Hearts. I am the Heart King. Owen Hart. He says he's the King With of the Hearts. With the crown like and the, times. sitting on the throne, the scepter, uh, announcing great. to the world, he's not only better than Brett, he's the King of all hearts. And uh, it's a very, I'll call it an interesting King of the Ring, where there are like two solid matches, but because it's King of the Ring, those matches probably total about 12 minutes. Yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a weird one. Um, yeah, so this uh, match, where what's going on? Owen Set us up. in his uh, continuing feud that will probably never end, but kind of did it this match, whatever. Uh, enlists the help. Yeah, this is technically the 
you know, this the, is it. This, this is, is it. The, the they never really fought again after this. Yeah, it would be years before they reformed the Hart Foundation. And there was always just Owen, like you know, being a, a jerk in the background. Yeah, but it kind of became less about that. I think at this point, then he's already uh, tagging with uh, Nightheart. Nightheart, but yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was getting at. He enlists the help of Jim Nightheart, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, Brett's ex tag team partner in the Hart Foundation, enlists his assistance in taking Brett down. Yeah. And form the new foundation, which whatever, but <laughs> real cool, real real good booking there, Vince. <laughs> but enlist his help. So and, and at this point, the according to Led Wrestling Legend, the uh, the Hart family is breaking down because these two brothers mm-hmm. will not back down, and people there's people start taking Bro, sides. The family, yeah, people are taking sides. You got Stu and Helen crying their eyes out. You got some of the sisters that are in shambles. You got <laughs> you got Davy Boy siding with Brett. Nice. You got Bruce yeah. behind Davy, also <laughs> doing literally whatever he can yeah. to be in every camera shot possible. <laughs> very hard for si- Bruce. Also siding with Brett, which makes no sense. Oh, and then you got Jim, bit. who's behind Bruce, who is siding with Owen, and the three of them are in this corner by by the around the ring, kind of harping at each other and cheering Brett on or Owen on, as the case may be. Mm-hmm. And uh, you okay. The stakes are now even higher. You're main eventing SummerSlam for the title or the family honor in a steel fucking cage. It don't get any fucking hotter than that. In the in in the booking sense, it doesn't get any crazier than this type of Cain and Abel. This is the end. Mm. It's one of us got to go down. And yeah, and it's... everybody's here to watch too. Yeah. I, I I think that is an underrated part of that this match. Um, Everyone's dialed in. That the you've got the family is there. People are paying attention, and also you've got Jerry Lawler cracking whatever more Helen jokes he can come <laughs> up with. Just being a jerk. It's a steel cage match. There's no running away. There's no interference. Yeah. It's a matter of of winning or or losing here at this point. You don't have much of a choice. It's one or the other. Um, this uh, fashion side here, Brett, <laughs> this is all wrong. I don't know what you're thinking here. A couple issues with this outfit, Brett. Um, first, we're, we're off to a bad start because we got the wrong base, right? We, I like the pink bottoms, black top. We got black bottoms, pink top. Okay. I mean, it's not a big deal, <laughs> but the follow through here is the Aesthetically, issue. it's not he's pleasing got, to the eye. <laughs> he's got skulls and hearts running up the side of his pants. It's, uh, he was and going for a different look. He's like... He's still pink and black. Like, again, we talk about the drippy shits. And, like, this it drips. This is drippy, not but a not good way. on the butt like he usually has. <laughs> it looks like he's been spackled with paint from a distance. Like yeah. <laughs> paint at him. He looks like a modern art masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so I think that we're already off to a bad start here, frankly. Yeah. So that's half a point off of my final review. <sighs> Um, Just for fashion alone. Oh, at least. Well, Jeez. well, let me let a me. A lot continue. of people would say you're shallow. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I would say some. I would say I'm a model, but <laughs> you are not a model. Arrogance. <laughs> you're not Rick Martel, man. Don't fucking say that. That hurts. <laughs> it hurts. I identify as the model. Rick oh Martel. wow. Okay, I'm Rick. See who I am. It's a big part of my identity. <laughs> um, you think I just wear these bow ties for fun? No, I've never seen you wear a bow tie. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me continue because there is a bit of a plus here fashion-wise. Davy Boy Smith. Oh, here we go. He's dressed like a long-lost member of Boys to Men. He is wearing <laughs> like a jeans. He's got like really like thin framed, gold framed uh, circle glasses on. Glasses. His hair is like just kinky, but not like crazy like it's long he looks like something out of a fucking dime uh, nah. dime store paperback nah. romance novel doesn't he though and he's got uh he's wearing this gold vest over nothing it's like he forgot his shirt at home yeah he's just wearing a gold vest and i just looking at this man i couldn't stop i'd rather he just stand in that ring frankly it was great <laughs> it looked ridiculous who outfit. let him get away with that it's it's big 1994 vibes you holy know I mean? shit yeah he forgot the shirt so. lost it to dry cleaning probably so roided up he busted through the shirt and the only thing that fits is this gold tan vest i like to imagine that's the case you can never find a shirt that fits you know anything that fits my arm the neck's too small bruce in the back with a leather jacket as was his uh calling card i just like bruce trying to look like the coolest guy in 1972 (sighs) at all times 1994 (laughs) i don't care and he's like how often i love this about bruce he's sitting 
at ringside watching a match and he's wearing fucking sunglasses at all times. And he's not a heel. That feels like the most heel he's fucking He's not affiliated behavior. in the match whatsoever. No, no. Except as, as, far as, I re- as far as point. I recall, he's barely like maybe no. making a few spots here. They're poking his head in. Of course. And this is the story, right? Like yeah. he came up with this whole feuding brother um, storyline. Yeah. And it, apparently it was Brett who was like, look, you fucking already have Owen under contract. It makes more sense if it's him because Bruce is older than me. It doesn't yeah, really make sense. It doesn't add yeah. up. So like it should be my little brother. And Vince is like, yeah, fuck, sure. Um, apparently breaking his rule that believing that brothers don't fight, which is one of those things that just always <laughs> sticks in my head. Supposedly, Vince McMahon at one point told Bruce Pritchard that brothers don't fight. Bruce Pritchard. Vince McMahon does not have a brother. Bruce Pritchard definitely has. Like, Dr. Tom. He's Tom. He's got two brothers, too, I think. Doc, well, one of them was. One's uh... a doctor. One's a dentist. I don't know. <laughs> Well, like one is actually Dr. Tom Pritchard. I know that. Um, but you know, just remember him being so like taken back by that. Me too. I'm just like, brothers never stop fighting, dude. Like they don't. But he broke his rule for this, obviously, and it yeah. worked out pretty well. This was uh, a downtime money-wise. And this was one of the few butts and seats feuds that they really had yeah, in 94. Really like they just knew that this was always going to be money. I mean, you still had a razor and fucking like one, two, three kid. There were still things that worked for people in 94, but they, everybody's got a fucking job. You go and guys, a fucking dump truck driver. And you know what I mean? Like they <laughs> one just was a clown. One was a hockey player. Getting rid of people and bringing them back in new outfits. And then people yeah. always wonder why this period was a downtime. It's because yeah, they sucked. Shit or get off the pot is what it feels like to me. It feels like a lot of this was like the reason this feud works is because it's all fucking year. They never stopped working the feud. What if scenario? And we covered this originally when we first started the podcast, but scrapped it. And we never, I don't think we ever really got to talk about it too much. Hit me. What is it? The Wahlbergs. What was that? Was that for WrestleMania or was it for this match? Oh, what was that? No, I think we, that was for. Was that for WrestleMania? We, that was, oh, no, 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 no. That was for WrestleMania, wasn't it? It was originally the Wahlberg brothers were going to be involved. Yeah, because we watched a fucking Raw match or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we first uh, did it. not Marky. Uh, Donnie. Donnie. Of New Kids on the Block fame. He's on He's on he call with Vince in. McMahon. With Vince, right? Yeah, he's on the phone with Vince McMahon. They used and, to love doing that shit when uh, Raw was new. They kept trying to pretend it was like a big thing. And yeah. the, one, they would read news from the headlines and tell, like make reference to some like, yeah, Michael I don't know, Jackson. Ramsey <laughs> yeah. or something. Like, <laughs> Molestation trial. But like Donnie Wahlberg's on this Raw. It, it, it just predates that WrestleMania, yeah. right? I'm pretty fucking yeah, sure. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. And Donnie had talked about this on, on Twitter before. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, they, it's Donnie Wahlberg on the phone. You don't see him. Vince talking to him, talking about how, hey, do you hate your brother Marky Mark and all this shit? But the plan was, and if they could get mm-hmm. enough juice, was going to be Brett. Older brothers versus younger, younger brothers. Younger brothers. Brett yeah. and Donnie Wahlberg. Bret Hart, Donnie Wahlberg versus Owen Hart and Marky Mark Wahlberg. Which is fucking hilarious. I'm so glad that didn't happen. Fucking Boogie Nights was going to be in a WWF match. I am so happy that didn't happen because I'm I'm sure they probably could have made that work just fine. Those two working around those two guys, sure. But we got really what is one of my favorite masters of all time. Of course, but it would have been so janky. I can't imagine. No one would remember it as we remember it now. According to Donnie, this all came down to, if I'm not mistaken, it was literally problems with booking for Marky. Right, yeah. I keep calling him Marky. Mark Wahlberg. Uh, He was (laughs) Marky Mark at the time which, so which was off. the style at the time to call well, him i don't know if you're from fucking massachusetts good chance are you're a grown man that gets called marky anyway <laughs> um the rest Rage of the family the um rest of the family this is the heart family there's like four people in the audience that's not the rest of the family um several members of the family yeah. are watching and a bunch of the sisters are like right in a oh in that's a right row next to mom and dad and uh mom is doing her best like kind of concerned <laughs> face and I don't know. I Every just, once in a while, you see Stu like raise his fist, like "No, yeah, don't get him ready." <laughs> Shit God. like that. Um, you like this match a lot, so you uh, give me some. Walk us through it. It's what just it's a good time in a cage, which is always and it's the classic blue cage. Oh yes, which we love. It makes that distinct, that distinct uh, smashing sound. Yeah, audio of cling. Like yeah. once somebody busts up against it, uh, you got Mike Kyoto referee. With the craziest Billy Ray Cyrus mullet. He had the oh, best hair of all yeah. the refs. Fuck, I forgot about his hair. Opening the cage, which... Are we going to get into this, how much you dislike mm. the door? It's the worst part of this whole fucking cage. <laughs> no, it's not. It's the it's the constant argument Dylan and I have about cage oh. matches. Where 
you have to have the door. It adds another level of drama, and no, it always it gets worked. It always gets okay. Now it gets worked you, in with the heel busting up the uh, baby faces uh, craw, and there's always it's always some sort of fuck finish with the cage. It just adds. Sure. A, I feel it adds a level of uh, dramatics to the match. Is it aesthetically pleasing? No, and I get your gripe on it, but you. Do you? Uh, the Josh, floor, the I feel like you are purposely <laughs> oh, you feel miscommunicating my take here. Whatever. How it's dare you? It's <laughs> like a fucking politics show all of a sudden. <laughs> or so my, that Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> my issue with the the cage is a couple things. You you will hear well one thing specifically, but you'll hear people complain about how the WWF uh, cage, the whole idea of like getting out of the cage yeah. to win, um, doesn't feel like a victory. But I think it's useful to have endings. That aren't a fucked up um, schmoz finish. It's a clear win. But it, it is a clear win, but it's still at the same time you didn't pin Can't or him. submit me. And this is, okay, that, that I think is important. Well, this is during a time where you had to climb, you had to either walk out the door or climb over the cage to win. Yeah. Nowadays, you can pin or pin submit or. in the fucking yeah. I'm with you on there, too. I, I don't like that. Think, I never cared for that. But here's the thing. A couple problems with that. One, if the only goal is to get out of the ring, why don't you just literally run for oh, the, the fucking thing yeah. right away? Like, do the face-off, tuck tail, fucking run up. <laughs> frog splash your ass over yeah, that top. Fuck, I'm out of here. It's over. So, like, there is like there is some, some consistency issues there when we think about what is actually going on in this match. But that doesn't really bother me. I per personally, in my mind, right. I like a, an open cage that people can crawl out to win, but also pin or submit to win as well because then you then you have the strategy option so if you're the bigger fatter guy i know you're not no to this too but <laughs> let's say don't, don't say that and are. point the finger at me <laughs> let's say all your dreams came true and you were actually me okay let's <laughs> yes say i want to be a bold baby with a mustache <laughs> you might not might not uh be able to escape as quickly as your opponent right. so of course you would have a different tactic and your tactic would just be to try to win the match and then you're chasing that guy yeah. so they well, go getting out the fucking door if you were the bigger guy. Which is fine. My issue is not that there is a door. My issue is that you have a you grown sure? man in a fucking bow tie, a referee, stand at that door, and then just continually open it and then close it whenever anybody leaves. If you get close, he opens the door. If you leave, he closes the door. So my question here, if there's literally like, if there was some condition in the ring that had to be met for him to open the door, because right now I don't understand what the fucking his job is. You could just take the door off its hinges, Right. Right. Like, I don't see how him opening and closing it makes it more dramatic. You just get rid of that door. You get the groundwork that sure. makes it dramatic trying to get out the door. Homie, you would get that even if he wasn't standing there and there was no door there. Like, if the door was literally removed breaks, from its hinges. It breaks up the action of, of going up and over yeah. or out the door. It just breaks it up a bit. It gives you variation. Again, you, you can win either way. Ignoring my entire point here. My point is not that going out the door is a bad thing. It's that it makes no sense to have just what is functionally a back gate. You just don't like gimmick matches. I love gimmick matches. No, you what don't. You have a gripe about the ladder match, too. Your ability to misconstrue <laughs> my point at all times. You should really run for politics at this point. I'd win and you'd lose. <laughs> We'd all lose if you won. Let's be real. But um, I digress, I digress, Degrassi, I digressi, <laughs> I digress the junior high. My point is that I don't mind the getting out the door thing, but why even make it a lot? Like, why not make it the kind of door that from the inside you could just fucking open, you know, so then Brett can push it through dramatically and get his ass out the door. Like somebody's got to earn a paycheck. Exactly. I guess. I guess that's the reason, <laughs> which seems like a stupid fucking reason. Although it worked for the Royal Rumble. Anyway. <laughs> Telling you, he hates gimmicks. Man. I love the Royal Rumble. What are you talking? About? I like the ladder match is great. Royal Rumble. I don't fuck, man. I'm I'm all into it. I like those stupid war game matches. You know, it's like a cage fun. match, and they just tie things to the fucking cage. <laughs> and so this cage is the big blue cage. Yeah, it's interesting for a couple of reasons. And you notice in this match because, of course, it's Brett and Owen, so they are using this cage. Yeah, um, to their advantage. Either, um, either advantage. So. I feel like I've just like gone red in the face rambling here. I should go take my heart pill. As your politicking um, will do. <laughs> your politicking. I don't know what you're talking about. This is this is exactly what happened with Brett and John. Just these <laughs> slow change in situations, small disagreements, and eventually I'm just going to fucking ruin your career. Oh, you're Sean in this instance. I Hopefully, yeah. Amazing. I, I am the pretty one. I think that's pretty obvious. And Sexy boy, boy true. toy. I am a boy toy. Big boy. It's true. <laughs>
Yeah, that part where he's like, I'm a, I'm a big boy, oh boy. Boy, boy, boy. Boys, boys, boys. Boys, boys, boys. <laughs> I like this cage, and I also think it looks kind of stupid. It's a weird mix for me. It looks like a toy. It feels so small compared yeah. to the chain ones that they yeah. would later use. I like it just feels small. But like yeah. and that, there's an appeal yeah. to its size. I prefer, like, I've always preferred it over the cages that they use now. Mm -hmm. Like, I like Hell in the Cell, but that is a different thing. Yeah. Even yeah. Elimination Chamber is a cool, con I think it's a little too much of a There's thing. There's a lot going on. There's a little too much there for me. But with that said, I think they still use the cage well there. Um, what gets me about this cage is it allows guys to get hung up in it and to get used to climb up and they get stuck and their yeah. arms are in it. You do this whole kind of back and forth thing that you can't do if you're clenching a, a chain link fence, right? Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't look as proper. Like you, I find they make more mistakes using the chain link than this. Any real standout moments in this match that you want to talk about? The s plenty. Uh, them, them just battering each other head first mm -hmm. into the cage is fucking awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we talked about it before. The superplex. Yeah. And which the build up? The build up to that is fucking crazy. Them clawing at each other every time. There's so many moments. They tease it so many times. Yeah, so many times. trying to get over the ring, and I know how much you dislike them coming out of the ring That's through the door. Whatever, whatever. I digress. But there's a lot. There's just so many hot moments like that, and the near the near takeovers, the the near uh, climbovers and stuff is just so a lot of dramatics, a yeah. lot of fucking, a lot of uh, pulling people over from the other side. Yeah, like there's grabbing hair, a lot of smashing into the shit. I, I didn't bother to count, but it happens a lot where someone gets at least one leg over. Yeah. And you just go. Yeah. <laughs> Quick it's, moments. Yeah. Like, it's funny. It's, you got to suspend your disbelief a lot sure. in cage matches. Sure. Absolutely. Like they clearly over. And then how does he get back in? I do like that. You just grab a guy by the side of the head. And yeah. He's, and he's then he just to makes climb. his own way back around. Oh, that's how it works. <laughs> it's video game rolls. I love it. I just love it. And then uh, just a smashing up against the cage for both of them. Yeah, it's and to there's a part, there's a part where Brett's dangling on the inside of the ring after trying to get out, and then Jerry Lawler's like, just drop him straight up, drop him, just drop him on his head, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that was was funny. Like, fuck, man, if he drops him on his head, he's done. Like, yeah, but that's how much. I, I hate to too. give Lawler props, but like for oh, that like, intro commentary, he's there for a reason. Yeah, wrong, for yes. that intro commentary, he's like, you are actually like, oh shit, if he drops him in his fucking head, it's done. It's over. He's he's very good at, I don't know, he's more excited about this feud than anyone in this feud. That's what I always liked about his <laughs> commentary at this Brett. point. He's he just hated so badly. hates the family. Anything that makes the people in this family uncomfortable is just like, and I also like how, mo I don't even know if I like this. It's just hard not to notice. Most heel commentators will come up with a reason why a thing is cheap or dirty or they don't like it when the good guy does it. Right, yeah, you were saying Heenan but would always he, give you the reason. Yeah, he would come up with some reason as to why, yeah. even if he was still being hypocritical, he would have an excuse. Yeah. Fucking Jerry Lawler. Lawler makes no effort to make an excuse. He just it, he just instantly, like, it's bad when he does it, but when the other guy does it, he's like, yeah, good work, buddy. I love it. Like, what that's, are we talking about? The, sure. That's how Healy was. He didn't give a fuck. I feel like we should just get straight to the finish then at this point. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Uh, or hanging off the edge of the ring yeah, or both, edge of the cage. Both guys are on the other over, side yeah. right now fighting. And uh, Owen was not quick enough or smart enough to outclimb Brett. <laughs> no, but yeah, what else happened? What happened? Owen got stuck. Stuck. Oh, yeah. So because the way the cage is constructed, of course, Owen, oh, no, during this fight with uh, Brett against the cage, he gets yeah. his legs stuck in the cage and cannot jump down. He kind of flips down like he's yeah. hanging off of it at this point upside down. And then Brett sees the opportunity, jumps right off that fucking cage, lands on his feet like a cat and fucking wins. A wins, big greasy cat. It's great. <laughs> wins the day and reclaims or uh, not reclaims, uh, defends his world heavyweight championship. What I love about this finish is 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 a clearly a victory for Brett, but this isn't a pin. It's not a submission. Mm. He does not get that pinfall back. That's wild when you really think about yeah, it. Yeah, that was the end. But that is the major end of this feud, but it allows Owen to always go away and be like, you never fucking pinned me. And he he would do that. You never pinned me. You never beat me. But you they know, never really came won, into contact. Beat me. No, no, no. But this became a part of his character, yeah. right? Because then allows him to take that ob obnoxious little brother thing and put it on everybody else. Yeah, and he just eternally had that chip on his shoulder up yeah. until they join up to form Heart Foundation. Oh, yeah. They got a big crying moment there. Yeah. It's really kind of cool. But that was years Let's, later. Uh, was years. So 
Josh, what out of 10 what's do you give this match? I give this 9 out of 10 Davy Boy Smith tan vest. Ooh. <laughs> good vest. I think it's more of a gold, but I like it. I like where you're going with this. Oh, it's going to be one of these gold blue things. <laughs> what do you... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Why... Uh, uh, Why? All the stakes are on the table. Is that it? Because, like, compared to the previous match, why do you think this one is one point better? Just to title cage, the whole fam damley's on yeah. ringside. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of potatoes in this soup, mm-hmm. but it all fucking goes together. It's and I, I guess it's indicative of the booking at the time. Surprising, yeah. Bruce, fucking Davy, fucking Jim, don't jump out of the yeah out of the yeah. crowd and start doing a schmoz. Owen couldn't couldn't outwit Brett this time, and he never got the chance. He never got it again. So uh, I I like it um, because of the open ended nature of it. I think often in wrestling we get this kind of sensation that things need to be conclusive. It needs to finish. But that's not how life is. That's not even how storytelling is. Yeah. You know, especially if we're in a world of episodic storytelling where next week you got to move on to another story. Yeah. Things can only sort of kind of end. Otherwise, yeah. it just doesn't make. It doesn't make sense in our brain. It's hard for us to to grok, to really fucking grasp. Yeah. Um, and I think this match gets that because again, it is about Brett winning, but he didn't. You know, Owen didn't lose because he wasn't smart enough. Owen didn't lose because he wasn't fast enough. Owen lost because he got stuck in that stuck cage. in the ring. So a completely legitimate win for Brett. But Owen always had that little thing where he can continue being annoying. About this will, of course, lead to him being an annoying shit who gets two slammies and like you know what I mean. He just completely refines this thing as yeah. he goes on. It's great. Um, I am not as hot on it as you are, though. In comparison to the last match, I think as a match, um, conditions around it or otherwise, it's lesser. I think this match is about 10 minutes longer. Probably should have been about 10 minutes shorter than the other match. This match specifically is one where there's just a lot of downtime in a way where it's like, this doesn't just feel like they're resting. It feels like there's like, it feels like dead air to some extent. I I, Um, I can see that. Not that this is like, again, I don't want to compare this to our fucking Rick the model Martell versus Bret Hart. It's not like that. Not a fucking chance like that. But there's definitely a lot of time with these guys kind of waiting to do the next thing. Mm. Um, I, it's been a long time since I've seen it. We will of course watch it for this podcast, but I get, um, flashes of the Iron Man match with uh, Sean yeah. just because that is a match that's in pieces amazing it tells a very good story but it lumbers a little bit yeah there's definitely a lot of points where like this probably could have been 20 minutes shorter uh, digressing digressing yet again <laughs> is this going to be a new thing maybe who knows I like it <laughs> but I digressy we have what is a very strong match I think it is just largely held up by that downtime and I feel like all parts taken together to me this is a 7 out of 10 match that if you're going to watch this feud and I want you to watch this feud you're going to see this match but uh, it's not one I would use to be like hey new friend uh, this is pro wrestling I get it that's that's it's... later on that's that's the that's not your 101 class <laughs> you know what I mean that's your this, second year this 7 out of 10 rating what 7 out of 10 what uh, poorly attached uh, blue latch locks oh, you should have made a comment about my Kyoto's uh, mullet we, we That's talk more about, more frankly, distracting in the match. I, if I'm not mistaken, several times we've given ratings that were just mullets. <laughs> yeah, at least. At so least I one. Fi- I was literally thinking of that. I was like, no, that's the easy answer. This um, seven out of ten uh, blue latches. Yes, is just indicative of your hatred and biases towards gimmick wrestling. I love gimmick wrestling. Wrestling is a gimmick. The whole thing is gimmick wrestling. Yeah, but the I'm cage, definitely the this is fucking hilarious to me on. coming from like the cornet <laughs> apologist. <laughs> Like I'm who never, me? Yes, you're gonna come at me for my feeling and gimmicks. I love a good gimmick, but the thing is, gimmicks are also where you start seeing the edges of pro wrestling more, right? Yeah. You start seeing the little things like again, the Iron Man match. One of my problems with that match is it's a competition, right? A athletic competition between two Rounds, professional athletes, yeah. but you don't know what's gonna happen. If there if there's a tie at the end, you don't know what's going to happen. So Brett takes the belts and then walks away. But the girl monsoon's like, actually, I had a minute to think about this. What I would rather see is like, is this F one? Is this like this? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Look up what happened last year in Monaco. Anyways, 
Um, so seven out of ten, uh, poorly attached blue latch locks <laughs> for that one. It was it was actually well attached. You just kept opening and closing it, locking yeah. and unlocking. Smooth. Must have must have just pre lubricated it. Used some of that leftover baby oil from Brett. <laughs> Make sure that thing's moving. Gotta smoothly. love that mullet. <laughs> you could hear that cage hit every time, but that lock just came out real smooth. Blink. So, God, but I'm glad we did those two together, actually. Yeah. And the penultimate. Yeah. This is a good way to end season one. For the record, penultimate means not the last, but the one before the last. Oh, shit. Yeah, so, the ultimate. The ultimate. <laughs> Thank you. I, I um, sit corrected. Don't worry. A lot of people use that wrong and it blows my mind. It's like yeah, the first like annual. Technically, the second event and, is the yeah, first the annual. annual. Yeah. You know, the inaugural is yeah. the first event. But I digress. I digress. I digress my way out of here. What we're going to do here is I think we made a little list of some of the things that we plan on doing um, yeah. going forward. Very excited. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a week-long break. We are? Yes. <laughs> Because, um, well, I want to, one. And two, we're, we might retool a couple things for the actual production presentation. Yeah. And that will take me a little bit just to make yeah. sure we've got things um, ready to go. Um, so with that said, I'll go through a couple things and maybe, Josh, you can talk about them. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do a book club segment. Yeah, I, 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 I plan on, uh, for us on this podcast, to do the big review on Brett's Bible, tentatively. I really want to... Uh, I'm an avid reader. I have been... I've been since before I was born, but <laughs> it's true. It's really hard for him to make friends. <laughs> I like, uh, yeah, I love reading and I, I, mm. I'm really into wrestling books and Brett's Brett's is like yeah. one of the best. So I really like to show you kids in podcast for a little bit about his life and history. Not that we already don't yeah. go through it, but we a refer, little... we refer to the passages and chapters yeah. like the regular Bible. <laughs> yeah. It's scripture at this mm -hmm. point, but I like to like to show you guys a little and... bit about, uh, a bit, bit about the book and yeah. something new and something different we can do on the podcast. You'll I also a... want to do, uh, John Moxley's yeah, autobiography. You just picked that one up. Eh? I did. That. Yeah. And it? it's, it's fucking amazing. I've read war and peace. I've read grapes of wrath and, uh, sorry, it blows him out of the fucking water. No brothers Karamazov, but it's pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. good. It's fucking up there. It's up there. They don't give you any fucking uh, sandwich making recipes in, in Russian lit <laughs> yeah, usually. Fuck. I'm looking forward to the book club segment too. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll read some too, but I like the idea of going through this with the, the members of our audience who also yeah. aren't going to read it. We get to hear from you yeah. chapter by chapter. How many chapters are in that book? Do you know? It, the book is about 550 pages. Okay. <laughs> it broke it into four distinct parts. Oh, cool. From his birth until about 2007, 2006, 2007. From his birth. I just like the idea of him writing about his birth. <laughs> hey, he writes about it. God. So yeah, we're doing that and Mox for sure. I, yeah. I really want to... Mox is short. Uh, you're not... It's an easy read and it, it'll be fun to talk about yeah. because I, I think he's one of the best, best modern day professional wrestlers out right now he can fucking do it all and yeah, i've always been a big fan of of his body of work and uh yeah i just can't wait to can't wait to get into it with you guys so a little bit of it that i've seen um i'm thinking specifically there's a botchamania if you don't know what youtube it it's a classic That's how i got the book yeah. based on us watching that botchamania i was like i have i bought it that minute <laughs> it's uh for those of you that don't know um you should but Botcha Media is a long-running uh, internet show where YouTube, they just show yeah. botches uh, after botches, some classics, some new. But what, so one thing they've done in recent years is they'll have different guests on to read sections from wrestling books, and they'll put together a video package to, to complement yeah. it. And that Moxley one, just him telling the story about the shitty fucking exploding ring death it's match. It's beautiful to did. read, man, because it's, it's fucking, fucking great. It's, it's, oh. But um, – the trailer that last really the got me because I'm just like I love he's really got a Gonzo kind of storytelling style. It's that simplistic, I really I, and I love like yeah. typically I'm not down for that kind of, uh, and it's not paint by numbers. I shouldn't no. call it that, but like I love I, I know there's not a ghost writer on this fucking mm -hmm. on his book sounds because personal. Simple. Yeah, it sounds too personal. Feels so personal that it couldn't have been ghostwritten. Just right. so simplistic in that, but I love it. And he's got uh, books full of fucking one-liners and, yeah. and sleaze. I love it. Okay. Save it for the fucking yeah, okay, book club. fucking shut up, Josh. You. <laughs> me. <talking> to me? <laughs> no, my son is also named Port. Um, so that'll be a segment going forward. I'm looking forward to this a yeah, lot, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, a couple other ideas we have there. Um, we had a lot of fun talking about that. Uh, was it Dax and Punk is what we ended up watching, right? Dax and Cash. Oh, Dax versus Cash. Sorry. Yeah. Punk um, was commentating. Yes, yeah, commentating on that shoot. one. 
We don't say that enough in this podcast. Shoot, shoot, shoot sharp. Shoot, sharp, sharp, shoot, oh, sharp, shoot, 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 sharp, yeah. sharp, shoot. <laughs> um, we had a lot of fun doing that. This is a Bret Hart podcast, but yeah. we do want to spread out the fun a little bit. Yep. And being to a point where now, like, I literally read an article today talking about maybe we got to stop doing the Bret Hart references and matches thing. I feel like Bret bastard is finally getting his roses in a way that um, not that he, people didn't respect Brett before, but I feel it's, it's, you know, 20 years since the end of his career have elapsed and people are really starting to like, you, you're starting to see that generation after him, the wrestlers who were kids who are now 40, almost in some cases, who are trying, trying to model their yeah. career after or, his body and, of work. Um, I think there's a lot of that going on. And also there's a lot of these times we get sidetracked by you know, we did it today with Owen going through Owen's history a little bit. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Guy. And uh, well, I'm not <laughs> sorry, sorry, not fucking sorry. Yeah, this fuck is the, the we already even Owen Hart apologies. This is the thing. Like, it just <laughs> wrestling is not a straight line. It, it dissipates yeah. in every fucking direction. There's that's so what many makes tangents. It such a fun yeah. fandom. It's like comic books do that too. If yeah. you're into superhero comic books, this story goes to this story goes to this story. They all go in every different direction, and some of them are connected, some of them are not, and uh, that can be fun to explore. Yeah. Um, so expect some of that, expect some stuff that might yep. be, uh, you know, uh, just thinking of the Owen stuff, for instance, yep. would, would count there more, more wrestling movie reviews. Absolutely. Getting into that. We have a good time. It's just a little bit different yeah. when, no, uh, instead of talking about Brett's matches or any matches in general, it's cool. We get together, watch, watch something, uh, a longer documentary, documentary. A film wrestling has had a weird history of uh of documentation yeah um propaganda i think yeah. they're trying to go for well there's that but even <laughs> just like the way wrestling is shown in films a lot of people seem to struggle with like do we show it as legitimate is it all behind the scenes you know there's only a few examples i think where they've really done a good job of showing you all sides of it but with that said sometimes a bad film is a real fucking fun film yeah um or at least a fun film to make fun of yeah so we've got that coming up um We've also decided, uh, this is kind of me because I'm still watching a lot of the modern product. Uh, Josh has kind of fallen off. We've all had our offs and ons. Uh, Josh was a big part of me getting back into pro wrestling uh, years ago now. You're but welcome. It was honestly, because like, yeah. it was just great to have people that could help guide me through this process. But with that said, we're going to make an effort to try and watch major uh, pay-per-views. Yeah. Looks like our goal is to do the big four of the WWE, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, Rumble. Well, we've been arguing about that. Money is money arguing. in the bank now a big I is can't. now is it big five? No, because they fucking couldn't even host a fucking stadium match. They had but to bump it, is it down. Big, it's it's they can number call one whatever contendership. They want. Oh sure. I know so little about uh, the current version of the WWE. Yeah, it's that I can't concepts. wait to be super confused by just watching a pay-per-view completely out of context. My, my we will also watch um, the four uh, pay-per-views that uh, AEW is going to yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, plus, we'll definitely, I think we're going to do other ones as well if things come up that interest us. For instance, Forbidden Door. Yeah. Can't wait for that, frankly. I think yeah, that'll be, be a good one. Dope. Uh, so that'll probably be the first one that you guys hear from us. Yeah, we, we will continue with things that uh, we like um, to do already, like heart watch, fashion segments, yeah. expect all of that. We're going to do, along with these side matches and other bits of stuff, we might spend some time looking at other media, whether it's wrestling video games, music, maybe, albums. Maybe even like, I would love to like, Go through an old, like a twenty-year-old uh, newsletter or something, an old dirt sheet, <laughs> yeah. just to be like, "This is fucking ridiculous." You yeah. Know? Fuck. Wouldn't it be great to force each other to listen to an entire WWF? I fucking can't wait album? to listen to WWF Aggression, the hip hop oh, album. Can't Are you guys ready for that? We're fucking doing it. Um, we're going to try to have some guests on. Uh, we've got Sweet. a bunch of friends yeah. who are huge wrestling marks. We also have a bunch <laughs> of friends that might not be, but guest stars, <laughs> meaning my friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Guest stars, really illustrious people like that guy <laughs> and so-and-so <laughs> a man I call uncle. <laughs> but with that, we also like the idea of, uh, bringing on some of our friends that might be less wrestling aware, we'll yeah. call it to be polite to them. Yeah. Um, and get them to watch stuff with us so we can get a, you know, a fresh baby, fresh eyes yeah. uh, on the have product. Their, their thoughts and feelings. Things. Yeah. Because I think that's one of the reasons we're doing this podcast is we love some of these matches so much and these are the ones that we're like, hey, stranger, hey, hey, partner, yeah, hey, roommate, fucking, you gotta <laughs> see this. Um, hey, girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. So we'll share that, we'll share that with you guys too. Yeah. Uh, we thought that would be fun and give 
of, uh, you know, a little more take besides two total fucking marks. Jerk offs. Um, jag, jag, jag offs. Jag offs. So not much is going to change beyond that. We are going to do what we can to try and keep making the product sound. I call it a product. No one's paying for this piece of shit. <laughs> I'm going to keep trying to make it sound better, more clear, more professional. Yeah. We're going to do what we can to just keep uh, bringing you the Bret Hart related ramblings that you've grown to tolerate. <laughs> Diary of two madmen. Two madmen in love with Bret. So yeah, expect uh, some cool shit coming into season two. Coming this summer. <laughs> we will hopefully come back, maybe a little more polished. We will definitely come back, sorry. Hopefully a little more polished. <laughs> we are coming back. Right. We shall you return. Can't stop us. As General McCarthy. Unless they said. start charging me to post things on anchor.fm. <laughs> they can't stop us. <laughs> um and uh hopefully when we come back a little more for you, we'll have uh maybe a small social media presence where you guys could yeah. reach out to us and we can ask you guys some questions. We're getting upgrades. Yeah. We're getting upgraded. I so, feel it. Yeah, we've fucking had a great time so far. I look yeah. forward to more. Thank you, Mr. Dylan. I wouldn't have, I couldn't have done this without you. Oh, well, it's true. It's my computer and microphones. Thanks, friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, with all of that uh, bullshit out of the way, yeah. Josh, you want to send us home? In the meantime and in between time, this has been another thrilling episode of the Pink and Black Playback. Tune in next season. Ooh. Same Brett time, same motherfucking Brett channel. Adios. Adios.